You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. To become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, except this episode is an episode of The Mulligan. And The Mulligan is our side show that we record about every other week here at Legends Cast. And with me tonight is my legend. Oh, first off, I'm Marker the Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, PA. With me tonight is my legendary and ever faithful co host, Dead Broke Nerd. And alongside us as well is the eternally optimistic and catastrophically creative Gibbles and Bits. Guys, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, man. It's been a, a busy couple weeks. Work's been uh, through the roof crazy, but I have had a little bit of time to do some casual gaming here and there. Uh, as we will discuss, not a whole lot of LOR because there are some other games that have captured my attention of late, but uh, some of which I've been playing with Gibby. Uh, Gibby, how, how was your... I know you had a uh, a busy week with, with snow on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the territory that comes with living in the Northeast. I know, I know, I know the, uh, I know Mark knows all about that. I mean, he, I think he's even, he's farther North than I am, but maybe definitely not as far East, but. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, de- it's, it de- makes me sad knowing that I am so close to Mark, like in the grand scheme of the country, but I am also still six plus hours away from him just because of how freaking big Pennsylvania is. But um, yeah, no Delaware got some snow, but. I think you know you know what to me is a big mark of a state's character. It's how efficient they are at clearing out snow after a snowstorm. And I mean, I granted I do. Okay, I give some grace to the southern states because they don't get snow often. So why would you invest in yeah. like the They're capital in like snow equipment and like uh, all the rem- snow removal tools from like a government perspective. So I give them grace. I lived in South Southern Virginia for a while. So I, I understand, but as a Northern community now, I would consider Delaware to be that they are very efficient, very efficient at clearing out snow. You give it a couple hours and it's like, there's no concern of like you could drive a Prius on the roads and like not be too concerned about slipping and sliding everywhere. Well, that's great. My small town doesn't care about that. They just let it stack up. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we got like a foot of snow. And then this past week, like at some point, we got like another eight inches like last week, at, right right before we recorded. And uh, yeah, I can't say that it's gotten a whole lot better. Uh, it's just been like, it was like negative 10 here one day, which you know what? I now have friends all over the place. So, you know, I can't complain too much. There's been some guys from our online communities that you know it's been worse it's been it's been worse so i can't complain too much but it, it's been pretty cold here and pretty nasty my philosophy is that i have a flat driveway so you just drive on it until it turns to ice and then you just slip and slide into your parking spot uh that way i don't have to shovel it you just pack it down <laughs> with your car that's it's right perfect that's right. way just squish it yeah perfect way to deal with the snow and i work from home now so like what do, what do i need like we never leave we never go anywhere uh so you know it, it is what it is and i haven't been playing a tremendous amount of lor either one of the reasons that we're talking about the mulligan tonight is because well basically every other week we talk mulligan now we like to talk about some other stuff there hasn't been any new cards yet that have been revealed for you know what's coming up and uh, i think last week gibby and i announced that we're going to have a big announcement and this week, we are announcing 
that you are one week closer to the big announcement. <laughs> um, so, which we're really excited about. So congratulations, you've made it another week closer to the big announcement. That's right. But this week's episode of The Mulligan, we're going to be talking about Pokemon. Go I ahead, do have one more, yeah. one more announcement to make about the announcement. Uh, coupled with that announcement, there's also going to be a reveal about what we're doing. And there's also going to be a... Um, a shebang made mm, about shebang. the reveal uh, paired with the announcement. So this is the announcement and about the announcement. there could even be paired with the reveal and a the kerfuffle. Shebang. Okay. So watch out. Shebangs of, and of, kerfuffles. Of, of catastrophic proportions. That's right. Um, yeah. Actually, it, actually, it, before we do dive into the episode, I do want to one last time, even though we're not talking LOR, I do want to bump the Discord League uh, yes. real fast, just knock that out while we're here before we dive into something mm -hmm. and forget it. Uh, the Discord League, we are still taking signups for the next uh, week. So, you know, you should get this on Wednesday. You will have until Saturday, end of Saturday, to sign up. Highly recommend that you do. It is completely free. We're pulling a really cool format, which you can check in previous episodes uh, or in our Discord. It's so, like, it's just a quick little, you just get your Discord uh, name, your in-game Riot ID, and you're signed up. It's, it's easy breezy. You play one yeah. match a week. It's a blast. Everybody who plays in it always has a good time and almost always comes back and plays again. So uh, if you're ever like, oh, you've been thinking about it or, or you're not sure if you have the time, trust me, you'll have the time. It's it's a, it's you play one match a week. And uh, it's also just a great way to meet like minded fans of the game. So, yeah, we recommend you come. And up. I say this with my pinky up it is a classy, competitive, community based kerfuffle. That's right. It's a that's <laughs> one classy kerfuffle if I've ever seen one. Mm -hmm. Yes, so there's uh, lots of opportunities to get involved with uh, kerfuffles this week. So <laughs> just you know, make sure you stick around for that. That's right. Yeah. So thanks for plugging the Discord league there because I I probably would have forgotten. So yeah, make sure you go sign up for that. We had a couple people who signed up this week after mm -hmm. we did a little bit of a push. So we are excited about that. That's coming up. Comes with prizes and merch, and if you win, and it's entirely free. So you're not really That's losing right. anything. You're just, you know, giving some time to play a little bit of LOR and play something that's a little outside the box. If you need to know what it is, it's called the Masquerade. Uh, there are special rules for deck building and everything, of course. So you do have to uh, go and, and check that out uh, over in the Discord. And if you cannot see anything, go to Community Reaction Rules and at the very top, React to get the uh, League player one, and that will give you access to everything else that you would need. Um, so make sure that you do that, because that's important. Uh, okay, tonight, though, guys, we're going to be talking about Pokemon, really, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, we all love, we like Pokemon. We do. Like, we love it we in do. its various forms. Mm -hmm. um, two, uh, DBN and Gibby have played, kind of like Pokemon Unite has been, like, not just your game. It's like your lunch game, your night game. Like, you guys have been playing a lot of Unite we together, do. and we talk about that. Three, Pokemon Arceus just came out, and so we were like, this is, like, the new thing, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just – it's not like Pokemon Secret Dungeon, right? It's not It's not like, uh, like a sort of an offshoot, less thought-out version of a Pokemon RPG. It's – it's got it's got it's got the community around Pokemon in quite the hubbub because it's kind of like this is the the most uh sort of I don't know this is probably one of the most sort of ambitious projects in terms of Pokemon video games that we've seen come out 
since Pokemon Red and Blue, Absolutely. which was a very ambitious project when I was in sixth grade, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And we thought, I, I haven't played it yet, but I was like hesitant to buy it. But DBN has played it. So we thought we would mm -hmm. talk a little bit about that. Tonight. Might I say, so. I was in Best Buy this weekend with the wife and I was so tempted. There was one copy, just one Ooh. copy left on the shelf of, of Arceus for Switch. And out of principle alone, I was like, oh, what kind of a person am I to walk away from this game with one copy That's left right. on That's, the shelf? One, that copy is lonely. It's yeah. lonely. And I'm, am I going to get this opportunity again? I mean, is this going to be like all the PS5s where like it's like there's a bunch of them and then they're gone for like five months and they're like, well, we told you to get one. And like, well, the good news is own. there's digital copies, but I, I'm with you on the sentiment though. Like you hate to see the last like something on the shelf because you, you just like anthropomorphize it for a moment and you're like, man, that thing must be lonely. It needs an owner. That could be me. Did I did I create the Oliver and Company small kitten in the rain in a, in a cardboard box in the middle of New York City scenario in my head? 100%. Absolutely, I did. I was like, I must, I should, I should do the right thing. And then you left it behind in the rain. I yeah. didn't do the right thing. I did yeah. leave it behind in that. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin. Air, air conditioned. Yeah. Do you or a loved one need a copy of Pokemon Arceus? In the arms of the angels. Have you ever felt <laughs> the smooth edges of a Nintendo Switch? Oh, it's not even smooth edges. I think I've, ru I've ruined it because it's cartridges now. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, that's they're right. Cartridges. That's right. All right. End the Sarah McLaughlin campaign. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, I actually was, we were out next to a store and I knew Pokemon Arceus was coming out. And I told my wife, like, I think we need to go buy that. And she's like, you don't understand that we don't need to go buy that. Uh, and I was like, no, no, I think we need to go buy it. Like, I think I need to stream it. And she said, I bought you a Pokemon game for Christmas and you haven't played it yet. That's right. Why is there even another one? So I, I don't own it yet either. But DBN, I am curious because mm -hmm. I, I didn't know literally until we got ready today to, to do the podcast that you have it. Tell mm -hmm. us about your experience in Pokemon Arceus. Uh, I've played every Pokemon RPG that has come out. So I'm I am very curious uh, about what Arceus is like. Yeah. So and and for context, just uh, to establish my credibility here uh, as a Pokemon fan, I have not played every Pokemon uh, game. I skipped uh, X, Y, uh, Black and White, and Sun and Moon. So that would be Gens five, six, and Sun seven. Sun and Moon was okay. So I skipped Gens five, six, and seven, but I played one through four. Uh, as they came out, and then I actually also played Sword and Shield, uh, or specifically Sword. Um, so I, I have a little bit of a gap and uh, didn't didn't play those, but uh, huge Pokemon fan. Uh, watched the shows as I was a kid, and uh, I, I actually, um, even when I was uh, you know young and playing like you know Emerald and like Diamond and Pearl and uh, you know, heart, gold, and soul, silver. I was the the kid that was like looking up like optimal move sets and and stuff online. And uh, I even uh, did. I actually legitimately, even though I was never going to play online against anybody, I bred Pokemon with specific natures and then EV trained them to max their stats uh, for one team. Uh, you're like a min maxer, a bit of a min maxer. Uh, with play. with Pokemon, uh, I I can be that way. I I I don't I don't EV train 
anymore. But I just wanted to see what it was like and see how it made an impact. And I made an entire team. I, I remember, and uh, I think it was Heart Gold. There was all the Gen One Team Rocket Pokemon. So it was like, oh, that's cool. yeah, it was like Arbok. I did evolve to Persian, but it was Arbok, Persian, Weezing, like uh, all those good hey, guys. Team Rocket. Persian's a Team Rocket Pokemon. Giovanni it's Giovanni, has... yeah, yeah. Yep, he's he's the head of Team Rocket. So it's... you and, think you uh, have a gap? And uh, yeah, so so that's what I uh, that that's what I did. But but I, I've played a lot of games since then. I have a pretty deep knowledge, I think, too, of um, of, of Pokemon, especially like the 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 mechanics, you know, of the of the actual moves and whatnot and and stuff. But. Uh, yeah, Gibby's a a Gen Oneer. <laughs> you think you you think you have a gap in your your Pokemon your uh, experiences across all the games? Let me blow your mind for a minute. You want to know what my Pokemon list looks like of games that I've played? We're talking uh, Pokemon Stadium One, Pokemon Stadium Two, Pokemon Snap. Okay. Po- yeah, so the the game we had to uh-huh. drive around and take the pictures of all of them. Then it jumps to the one v one like battling arena one that came out oh, like a Poke year tournament? or two ago. Yeah, and okay. then oh Poke and, and then Pokemon Unite. I have never owned a DS or any handheld uh, gaming console that any of the Pokemon games have been on. Oh my God. I've, I collected the cards. I love love Pokemon to death, but I'd never so, played any of. Them. So I didn't play Stadium, but with Stadium, like it still used like the turn based. Four mm-hmm. moves combat yeah. system, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You had, you had, you essentially like there was. It was very limited in game mode scope. Like, you had, you built lineups of of your Pokemon, and then you'd go and you'd battle other people. But there was no like story mode associated with mm-hmm. it. I don't, from what I, from what I recall, uh, there was like a really cool like mini game mode, which was like got more popular than anything else. <laughs> sadly enough. Yeah. But yeah, it was those. There was still the same mechanics in a way. Gotcha. Still the same weaknesses and strengths and all mm-hmm. of that. Some of the math behind some of how much damage would moves would do was very, very, very questionable <laughs> and very inconsistent. But that's well, another conversation. Well, so so you say that, but that's because there's actually uh, on moves, like even though they have power and of course you have like effectiveness charts, you also have same type ability bonus uh, or same same type attack bonus, something like that, stab. And then you also have, there's actually a damage range between 0.85 and 1% like a full damage. So like theoretically you, you might low roll damage. And so it would look different between two different roles. Now I don't know if Pokemon stadium was worse for some reason or another, but I, but, but like that's a common thing as a kid. I was like, wait, why did it do that much damage? And then later it did less damage. And it's because you have that, like that, 0.15 0.15 like roll variance variance yeah. yeah well the text would be super super confusing because it would be like <laughs> it's super effective and then it did like 30 damage well and then and there's then stat <laughs> reduction and uh, all that stuff which as a kid like most people just don't pay attention to like wait if it's reducing my attack who who uses moves that reduce stats <laughs> setup moves what are those just attack like <laughs> yeah. they want like they walk, like someone walks up and like uses surf, and it's this giant tidal wave, and it does like ten damage, and then like Wiggly Tough walks up and like slaps you in the mouth, and it does like all of your health for like three hundred, three hundred yeah. points, and you're like, what in the world just happened? I swear, how I, does that make sense? I swear, when they came up with the swords dance move, I think it was just because they realized nobody was using 
like growl and those and bulk up and crap like that. And they're like, we need to make our stat buffing moves sound cooler. But then as a kid, you hear sword dance and you put it on your Pokemon. Then when you realize it doesn't do damage, you get so mad. (laughs) Yep, that makes that tracks. Yeah. Okay, so all of that, our Pokemon experience. DBN, tell us a little bit about Arceus, especially if there's people out there. I think there's a lot of people who are kind of like Mm -hmm. thinking about buying it, right? You're watching streams. You're kind of wondering, do I want to get into this? Do I not want to get into this? Yeah. Uh, You know, give us your thoughts on the game in comparison to other mainline Pokemon games. And, uh, you know, whether or not you think other people should check it out. Yeah, so I have uh, gotten about halfway through the story campaign so far. I'm kind of taking my time and I can break down some of the reasons for that, um, you know, later. But uh, but I I, I, like I said, I am taking my time with it um, and uh, I haven't been just like mainlining it. I've been doing, you know, I've I've been busy with work, so I've been doing other things, too. But but here's what I'll say about Arceus. It is absolutely the most ambitious Pokemon game by far that they've ever made, maybe even more so than like the original games, although it's kind of hard to, you know, to say that, but I mean, but, but, but seriously, like it's ambitious. Um, you know, I, if I, my early review is that it is, I, I, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did like it. It still leaves a little to be desired because you see areas where it could be even more than it is. Right. Mm. Um, but like if this is the direction that future Pokemon installments go, I would not be mad at it. Um, there are some things that I miss from the the basic games. And I mean, I, I guess kind of this what might be best is for you guys to kind of, you know, ask questions because there's just a lot to cover. But but basically the the core conceit of the game is, you know, you're you're in the diamond and pearl region Sinnoh but it's in the past like in kind of feudal Japanese times you know with some okay. slight inventions and stuff um gotcha. and uh and what the idea is is that um I guess people from another region maybe Kanto or whatever have come over to this land and have begun sort of like settling and like exploring and trying to get away from you know, war and conflict and whatever, and are exploring this region and trying to create the first Pokedex of uh, this of this Sinnoh region or what will become the Sinnoh region. And along the way, you're dealing with some sort of like basically magical effects that's going on and are are disturbing the powerful kind of Pokemon that sort of rule the the realm without humans kind of there. Um, but there are like two, like local tribes uh, or or I guess clans uh, that are like sort of harmonious relations with with uh, Pokemon. And then, of course, you have your the Galaxy Expedition team that's come over and they have like Pokeball technology. And it's like the first Pokeballs and like you're crafting Pokeballs to to throw at, at Pokemon stuff. But the idea is, is you're capturing like tons and tons and tons of Pokemon. And even you're incentivized to catch more than one of each type and try to like collect data and, and complete like objectives in your quest log of like, you know, catch a, a Growlithe of, of three different sizes, you know, or catch a male and female Growlithe. And like, you're, you're trying to do these things, which when you hear it, you're like, that sounds boring. But the sure. thing is, is like if you if you like checking boxes though, right? Like yeah. if you're a box checker in mm-hmm. games, there's probably something that's satisfying about there is fully. You don't just capture the Pokemon. Okay, it's in the Pokedex. You're done. 
there's actually other things that you need to do with that specific Pokemon to, and you know, like flesh it out and check all the boxes. Yeah, and, and you basically increase your rank with this expedition team by how much data you collect. And so that means, you know, you get a huge amount anytime you collect a Pokemon you hadn't had before, right? But of course, that's not going to be enough to access the next area. So you do have to do some research and like, you know, if you evolve a Pokemon that you have, you know, great. And you might, the Pokemon that you run with in your party, their, their uh, part of the Pokedex is going to get filled out really quick because you're like doing things with them. Like some of the requirements are seeing them use moves, whether you move, use the move or wild Pokemon does or whatever. So it, it, it is really, it truly is very, very different. And you're exploring these big wide open areas um, and you can get these different sort of um, like local Pokemon that you can like ride on and sort of call them in almost like a Legend of Zelda sort of vibe where you kind of summon a, an animal companion and jump on their back and ride around. And there's one for the water and one for the sky and whatever. But um, but it, it it's pretty cool in, in that sense that you're doing a lot more exploring. But really, and this is maybe the part where like I can see it getting even better in the future, is unlike something like Skyrim or... Um, I don't know, Dragon Age or uh, e even Legend of Zelda, even like like Breath of the Wild, although that this is not quite so much the case for Breath of the Wild, um, which I think is a fair comparison. This game is not Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is almost a masterpiece. This is not, but it's still good. But unlike something like Skyrim, I would love to see future installments of this game have more plot-based things to find in the wilderness because what it really mm. is is it's more like resource collection and you know collecting these these little monsters and coming back and seeing what boxes you checked off stocking back up on stuff and going out again bold comparison to make just from just from our conversation and from listening to you kind of talk about it i haven't seen gameplay so i don't have anything to compare this to mm -hmm. this sounds like maybe a little bit of more of an action based maybe a little bit more upbeat and up paced sounds like pokemon made animal crossing uh yeah in this and in, in, in in the terms that it's satisfying in the same ways it's a gameplay like, loop it's it and yes. like having watched mark do like stardew valley on his stream it, it, there is a it is a gameplay loop of like you're never going to be quite done until you've 100 percented it right and that like you gather stuff you go out there's always things to do boxes to check and you're kind of optimizing your resources and time before heading back and restocking and talking to people and getting new quests and there's a lot to do you to, as you kind of are, are working out of this core town right which is building and more people are coming and you're helping shop vendors get the things they need to expand their wares and whatnot like there's a lot of quests and stuff you can take um but you're right like it is actiony like you're running around pokemon in the wild will attack you uh depending on the pokemon's temperament so like there are times where they'll they'll literally shoot like an electro ball at your face and you can like dodge out of the way almost like dark soul style mechanics and then your choice is either capture them or if they're enraged and they can't be captured, you might have to battle them or run away, right? And of course, then the battle mechanics are similar. But And this is something we can choose to talk about to whatever degree that you guys want. But the battle mechanics are similar, but not the same. And, and not as... They, clearly, there had to be cut somewhere, and it's just not as complicated, which to me was a little bit of a disappointment. But I can see how... For the formula, maybe it makes more sense that it's simplified 
while still similar to what it was before. So it's just, it's, it's, there's a lot of things they did different. And I was surprised by how much they did different. So at least they're thinking about their formula and how they want to mix it up for the future. So, so question I, about, oh, sorry, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, I think that there's a helpful comparison to make here because when you first look at it, you're like, this is Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild. Um, and I think Breath of the Wild is a more ambitious game than this with exploration being at the heart of it. I think that, um, you know, you could look at this in a handful of different ways, but the best comparison that I've seen made so far, and I don't think any of us have played this other game, it's Pokemon meets Monster Hunter. Um, and so the basic concept about Monster Hunter is you, at least Monster Hunter World, you're like in a, and I haven't played it, but you you have like a, a, a home or a house, like a base. Mm -hmm. Like a hub, You yeah. gear up, you get your stuff, you get a quest, go kill a monster, you adventure out, you kill that monster, the combat's like really deep and intriguing, which I'm not so sure it is or isn't in this. Um, but after you do that, then you come back to town, you get a quest. And it's kind of grindy and repetitive. I hear it's kind of grindy mm -hmm. and repetitive like that. Although uh, I think, you know, obviously Monster Hunter World has been wi wildly popular. People really, really mm -hmm. like that game. So I kind of get the impression it's a little bit more like that. Like you go to town, you craft your Pokeballs, yeah. you get your supplies, you go out, you hunt the alpha Pokemon, you fill out your Pokedex, you run out of supplies, you come back, you get more supplies, you go back out. Yeah, that's basically, and, and that is, you know, for the, the gaming terminology, called a, a gameplay loop, right? And that, like, there are some games where there's a, a game, like, gameplay loops don't exist. Like Skyrim, that's, there's no there's no gameplay loop. You just do whatever you feel like doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, of course, there's really tight games. I mean, like, a game like Apex Legends or Fortnite, it's a gameplay loop. You queue up, you drop, you fight until you die, you queue again, right? Yep. Um, and, and, but sure. like, there's also the idea of like, and, and the the motivation is, and the reward is part of the loop, right? So for for a game like Apex and Fortnite, you know, you're potentially getting cosmetics, uh, and or you know, working on your rank, right? For a game like this, it's more like you are getting more resources uh, to buy better things and to spend the money to upgrade the Pokemon that you're using in your party. Um, and there's yeah, a lot of that. Areas, that yeah. Kind of and one thing I will say that they did a good job in was that compared to every other Pokemon game I've ever played, money actually matters and you don't have enough of it to do everything. Like, that's great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, so that kind of leads into a question that I was going to ask is, I mean, in a game like that, I can see one file per se, like one save data worth of mm -hmm. file being enough because there's so much to do. Yeah. Would you disagree with that? Agree with that statement? Does it feel yeah. like... You could you could start over like let's say you were at a certain checkpoint and mm -hmm. you said, hmm, I like I like what I did, mm -hmm. but this would also be really interesting to start a new save file and begin it in this manner, collecting this thing or starting this task. Mm -hmm. Is it a game that's like that where starting a new save file is worth it, or is it is it more advantageous and and probably just better off for you just to try to start a save file, start a game? get as far as you can and going back really doesn't have any replay value to you yeah i, I don't think that there's going to be a ton of replayability in terms of like be, because the story is linear there's no branching decision making okay. at least okay, that cool. i've run into about halfway through and this is common for pokemon games right but um I, and that's an area that i think was a miss for me at least so far it, not that the story isn't interesting it's a little juvenile from my taste um you know, most are like most, most are, but I mean, like there are situations like like I felt the same about Sword and Shield, where I felt the story was a little juvenile, compared to like 
uh, Ruby and Sapphire, where you have these two warring teams, Team Aqua and Magma, that are trying to either expand the sea or, you know, expand land masses in this giant continental struggle. Like, it was a great plot. I stand by the, I mean, I didn't play five, six, seven, and even four, like even um, Gen 4 with Diamond and Pearl, like the plot of the villain team there was really interesting. It wasn't done super great all the time, like in terms of the mechanics and like their layer and whatever, but like, like Team Aqua and Team Magma to me is peak Pokemon, right? And that like the the plot was like t- kind of tense, you know, uh, even though like people were nice and the, the grunts were goofballs, right? Um, and it's Pokemon, but like you can have stakes and still have it be a kid's game. And, and there are times when I kind of feel like there's too many characters that smile and give you thumbs up and peace signs that I'm like, this is just a little too kawaii for me. Like, can we, <laughs> can, can I please get, uh, you know, some kind of more serious characters in here to, you know, stop this perpetual amount of levity. But uh, that's at least just frown at me or something. Yeah, that's just tonally how I'm feeling about it. But, um, you know, I can get over that, right? Because like, I love Pokemon. I love the idea of like collecting a team and stuff. Um, and, and there's, again, there's some departures in that area where like, collecting a team is doesn't feel super important like you know how like in normal pokemon games like you'll build a team and by the end you'll be like okay this is like my squad and maybe you have a seventh or eighth that you like switch out like depending but you've got this is my group this is my group this game like you're constantly like catching just just dozens and dozens of pokemon you know, because you're like the game more inc- powerful than the yeah, one you previously some, had. Right. And sometimes that happens where you're like, oh, I just caught this alpha and it's like seven levels higher than what I've got. And it's a strict upgrade over what I had been using. OK, I guess I dump it unless you find a way to a, a reason to stick with the team, which is what I've been doing, uh, which is shiny hunting. And shiny hunting is the easiest it's ever been. And I already have four shinies uh, compared to the save file on my, on my Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, where I have two, and I've played three, four times as many hours. Uh, so uh, the, the game, it, my, my, my compliments to the game have everything to do with the, um, the fantasy that you're living out, like literally like the, the setting, the premise is really strong. Um, I think that there's a little bit to be desired when it comes to like the crunchiness of the game. Like it's not hard. And, and, and the sit, the things that mm. will make it hard. That, that kind of is, is disappointing. Cause I was, I'll be honest. I was kind of looking for stuff that was a little bit harder. Like well, I was hoping this was harder than our sure. like the yeah. previous mainline Pokemon RPGs, which no. are all not challenging enough. Like you have to impose all of these rules on yourself I, to make cuz they need to make it accessible. I, I would argue that this game is harder than baseline like Sword and Shield, but I would say that you it would be so hard to add your own challenges like a Nuzlocke, right? Which is like what I do to make like I'll either do sure. Nuzlocke or I'll do like um uh, like solo types. Actually, that might be the best way to play this, this game now that I'm thinking about it is a monotype run where like load your party up with and If you choose, you know, electric, load your party up with six Shinxes at the beginning of the game because you can do it. You know, the first chance you get to get, you know, and then you can swap out, 
you know, uh, because that's the other thing. When you catch a Pokemon, if you have an empty slot in your party, it immediately goes into your party. And it's just kind of annoying if you're trying to play a challenge run. Um, but, like, playing a monotype run, actually, now that I think about it, would be the way to make this game more challenging. Because there are some interesting situations, and, and one of the kind of innovations they've done with the combat system is... And I didn't play this game, but it's from what I understand, it's like the Ruined King, like the the LOR, not LOR, but the League of Legends yeah, uh-huh. game where like it's not just a speed race like like it is in Pokemon. Like whoever has the highest speed, like you select your moves at the same time and then whichever one goes first is whoever has the highest speed and then you both select your moves again. This is I have a turn, you have a turn, but our speed combined with certain like move priorities and the ability for you to select between either a normal move an agile version which reduces the power but makes it go faster in the priority and potentially allows you to get two turns before they get a turn or strong mm. which increases the the uh the damage and the power but slows you down and potentially they'll get two moves in later where you'll only get like before you get another one there is some interesting stuff going on there but compared to like the depth of the like, there's not as many moves in the game. There's like, uh, I, I would I would argue like, there are less sort of alternate strategies like walling or like you know I mean you can do poison based stuff in this game, but like imagine like a substitute leech seed, you know, approach like that you could do in other games like those sorts of like weird strategies that would work, like don't exist as much in this game and a lot of the sort of moves have been i would say dumbed down a bit they're still interesting but like when you've played sword and shield and you know this like massive roster of moves and you've you know like okay this one will hit with this accuracy and it has a chance to reduce you know enemy accuracy like or there's a little bit less to math out in it well, it's not even, yeah, it's not even math out, but, like, it's just pure strategy. Like, there's some interesting situations where you can play around with, like, swapping and moving in. And so, like, I, I don't think a Nuzlocke works for this game. Like, you could do it, but, like, I just don't think it would work. Because... Can you explain what that term is for uh, for other, everybody else? Because yeah. I didn't know what that was until recently, and I have a feeling that I might not be alone in that. Fair. Sure. Yeah, a Nuzlocke is basically the idea that like um, you catch the first Pokemon you see in any uh, route or named location, and then you can't catch any other Pokemon um, other than the one than the first one you see in a named location, and you add that to your team and or your PC. But if a Pokemon faints, you have to release it or box it permanently, and you can't use it anymore. So the idea is is that like you you're stuck. You, you have to build your team out of what you get. Right. Where like you, you, you might say, I love Alakazam. He's such a strong Pokemon. I always play Alakazam. But if you don't find an Abra, you won't get Alakazam in that, that run. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. So like, um, and, uh, and the other funny thing is that you have to nickname the Pokemon so that you get attached to them so that when they faint and you release them, uh, you're sadder. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. <laughs> um, but it, but in a, it this I just don't think it would work for this game, which which then makes it less challenging, right? Because like I'm only playing these days like a Brilliant Diamond or Sword and Shield or anything like that, if it's a Nuzlocke or if it's a type run, um, uh-huh. and with this game, it's just that's just not easy to do, especially like those those more imposed challenges. But I guess I would say it's it's definitely harder than Sword and Shield. 
But that's a very low bar. Sword and Shield is blazingly Sword and easy. Sword and Shield is very easy. Yeah, that's a very easy game. Well, that's interesting. Okay, so, you know, let's say I am, uh, let's say I'm Mark, because I am. Hey, you're Mark. I played all of the mainline Pokemon RPG games. Yeah. I've enjoyed them, but yeah. I'm a little bored. Uh-huh. I'm a little bored with them if I'm not playing one of these, you know, special condition ones. Sure. Uh, should I get Pokemon Arceus, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and give it a shot? Uh, yeah, if you're a Pokemon fan, like if you if you're somebody that loves Pokemon, you buy it, you know, most you know, the games when they come out, then yeah, you should check out Arceus for sure. Um, there, as a as a fan of Pokemon, it's very satisfying um, to run around and see all these things and explore, um, and seeing the Pokemon in the wild and just sort of learning their habits and trying to capture them. It's, it, it it is satisfying. There are things to be desired. The graphics, I'll just tell you, they're a little disappointing for the 2022. Mm, they're um, dealing on a Switch, too. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit of a, of a disappointment. It, it's it's still a nice-looking game, but it's more like it would be a good, great graphics on a Wii as opposed mm. to a $60 you know, Switch game that just came out this year, right? So it's like it's not bad, right. but it doesn't quite live up. I'd say the sound design's strong. Uh, I would say the mechanics are at least different and forces you to think differently if you just play the same. If you play Pokemon, you're just tired of the same mechanics. And really, it's just a different. It's a different gameplay loop. It's a different experience, sort of pacing where you okay. you could just blaze the story, but the game encourages you not to and to just sort of like enjoy it. And explore the different areas. Have fun riding on your cool Pokemon. Like it, it revels so, in the the. I think the, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, you it, it is for Pokemon fans. Is it a good so entryway game for somebody that doesn't like Pokemon? Maybe I don't know. I can't. I couldn't answer that for you because I don't have that experience. But for a Pokemon well, fan, I like it. Let me ask you this then. If you're Gibbles and Bits and you've played a handful of games but never the mainline RPGs, you like Pokemon but you're not like you don't love it, you wouldn't be able to name much that go beyond the first generation. Is there enough of a game here for someone like that who would say you should check this out because there's a there's enough of a game here mm-hmm. that you're going to get your money's worth playing it and it will probably make you really enjoy Pokemon as well. Yes, tell me if you were Gibbles and Bits, what would you do? I think Gibby would really like it. I think okay. I think Mackenzie might enjoy it too. Um, but I think that there are gamers that won't like it, right? Mm. If you're looking for something that is less experience focused and more. Um, gameplay mechanics focused i wouldn't i i wouldn't necessarily say this is the game for you um but when it comes to the i think the setting is immersive i think that there's enough to do in terms of checking boxes solving you know like crafting up things um you know resource management like that's those are the kind of the big things within this game um and then, of course, getting to see your fun little Pokemon run around and battle things, and sure. and do a little interesting story. I mean, I I actually have heard that the story is 
like a lot of people that have reviewed it said they really like the story. For me, I'm only halfway through, so I can't give the full review on that. But I've liked it so far. It's just the tone is not is missing the mark for me. But for a Pokemon game, that's the norm. So sure. Yeah, maybe it hits it a little bit better than some of the previous ones. Uh, definitely better than Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield's okay. story drove me up a wall. Uh, sure, and sure. I still liked the game. So, yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's us talking about that, and uh, you know, hopefully, maybe you're maybe you're considering checking out Pokemon Arceus. That helps. There's you a lot to talk about, Legends by the way. That that game sure. is just so different from regular Pokemon. Like, I could talk about another hour, and I don't want to. You guys need to check it out for yourself. But I do recommend maybe try not to watch like uh like I, I do recommend not watching a let's play of it because the first hour will be totally unfun. If you've seen the spoils and that I did that, I watched like a let's play like the first two episodes. And then, you know, when I booted it up, the first Wish hour was a slog. And I was like, oh, God, I'm miserable because I know all this stuff. I saw it happen like, uh, you know, so, so I would recommend not doing that, but maybe look at like gameplay footage just to see what it's like to run around the wild and capture Pokemon. That should tell you whether or not y you might enjoy it. Awesome. Well, one of the other things that we were going to do to close out the episode is uh, we also wanted to talk about basically, um, you know, what what type of what Pokemon is our favorite and what Pokemon type is our favorite because that's interesting. I think that's interesting. We're, we're interesting uh, people. We, we are interesting so people interesting, and, and we have some preferences about stuff like. So I thought it would be fun to talk about that. So uh, Gibby, why don't we start with you? Why don't you tell us, uh, let's start with Pokemon type, and then we'll do favorite Pokemon. Do you have a favorite Pokemon type, Gibby? Like that, I mean, I know that you've played, you know, maybe not the mainline RPGs, but you've played enough, and you've played a heck of a lot of Unite. Um, to I am know torn. About. Okay. Because there's a couple different types that I like a lot. One of them kind of spans outside of the, the Pokemon universe as to why. Uh, I really like landscape scenes and um like i always for a long time used like a photo of this kind on like my background of my phone or on my laptop or or things like that i love the look and i love watching lightning um okay. mm. so like that is one of my favorite like visual aesthetics ever like i've got i've even got a sweater that has a cat standing on clouds with its paws up and lightning shooting out of it. And like the whole sweater is like a dark, like purplish and black and like yellow cloud lightning scene. And it is, I love, I know it's, it's, it's derpy and I love that shirt. Uh, I love that sweater, but I think lightning has to be my favorite type. Um, okay. Followed closely behind by psychic and dark. Hmm. I think those are just really cool. Uh, archetypes of the the characters, and I'm I just noticed a a theme amongst those characters as well. Always drew my eye visually, and I also just like um, I like the characters that they come up with within those realms. Mm -hmm. So I think I but I'd have to say electric lightning type. Um, electric would probably be my my favorite. So um, okay, cool type. Yeah, electric's a very awesome type. Uh, DBN. DBN. Yeah, um, I. Uh... I think I'm a type hipster, right? Like, uh, it's just like everything, as, else, as everything else. I do really like water Pokemon. In fact, one of my all time favorites is a water Pokemon, but it's also 
a poison Pokemon. So uh, I have okay. to say bug and poison are my two favorite types. Mm. Um, I love poison mechanics. Uh, so like the, the you know, and when I'd play the game, I'd love poisoning things and then putting a wall out and just waiting for it to die <laughs> uh, and doing like heal uh, spams and, and whatnot. Uh, and in recent um, sort of uh, games, they added a move called Venoshock where like it does an okay yeah. amount of damage and if they're already poisoned it does like over 100 power uh love yeah, that 70 mechanic. multiplied to 140 i think i think it, that's it, right like yeah. it doubles 70 to Good. 140 that is really cool yeah it's a it's a really cool way to play uh same with hex which you can use too if you're running a ghost so like um poison poison school bug i've always loved because they felt like the underdogs like all the way back to like b drill I loved Beedrill as a kid because he looks cool, but also he's like trash. He's so bad, uh, and but he like looks cool, so I was like he should be good. So like I I have so many so many of my favorite Pokemon are are like cool looking bug Pokemon, and they've only added more dope bugs over the years. Um, That's like bug t- bug type has become legitimately very cool. One of the coolest looking like aesthetics. I mean, I remember as a kid watching the Johto stuff with with Ash's Heracross and being like, "Bug Pokemon are sick! I love bug Pokemon because <laughs> Heracross was such a, a badass." Uh, so yeah, bug and poison favorite types. How about you, Mark? Uh, you know, it was it was pretty hard for me to narrow it down to a type of Pokemon, um, and uh, but. You know, I, I think for many years, my favorite type, once it was out, uh, was dark type. Mm-hmm. Um, really liked dark type uh, for a long time. Absol was one of my favorite Pokemon in the game. Really like Umbreon. Um, there was a lot of like the dark type Pokemon that were really cool. Um, but to be honest with you, in the last handful of generations of Pokemon, uh, my type has shifted uh, and my favorite type, and this came because in X and Y, I built, I uh, EV trained multiple type teams. So <laughs> I, I didn't compete, but I had a buddy who made type teams, and I made type teams, and we chose different ones, and then we EV trained and built our type teams, and then we played against each other all the time. And it was so much fun. It's probably my favorite time playing Pokemon was he played a normal type team, and it was it was pretty nasty. I'm not going to lie. Like, Kangaskhan... Yeah. is a nutcase, like, in the normal type, along with a handful of others. Um, and uh, I had an electric type. I had a fire type team. I had a fighting type team. But my favorite was my ghost type team. Mm. Um, and ghost has since then been my favorite type. And one of my favorite Pokemon, of course, on that team is Sableye, who's ghost dark, who gets the immunity to normal fighting and psychic type attacks. Uh, and at that point did have a mega evolution, which was really, really cool. And so... Um, that's not my favorite Pokemon, but yeah, it also has no super effective, uh, nothing is super effective against it. Although it has terrible base stats, like Sableye's base stats are so bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was some stuff that you could do with them that was cool. Um, but you know, there's a couple of ghost types like Driftbloom was really cool. Gengar is of course one of my all time favorite Pokemon period from the time I was a little kid. Um, Gengar is just a really fast, can be um, very, you know, uh, very powerful type. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, uh, I, there's a whole bunch of reasons why. And I can't even remember everything that was on my ghost team, to be honest with you. I know I had the ghost ground guy. The big dude looks like a mech. Um, oh, yeah, the, and, the go- uh, golem guy, the golem. Golem, or yeah, something the, like him that. ability to earthquake is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, ghost is my, my favorite type. 
So now we each have to pick one Pokemon out of like the 700 or 850 that exist in the game right now. There's a lot out there. Gibby has a much narrower field to choose from uh, <laughs> as he is, you know, a, kind of a Gen 1 purist uh, in many ways. But to be fair, Gen 1 has some of the best Pokemon in the game. It's true. Um, um, but Gibby, I'm mad at both of you. Why? Absolutely mad at both of you because across this entire episode, so in my head, I mean, you're right. It's really, really hard to pick a like a pick a one, right? So sure. I, in my head, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I picked essentially a top five. You both have collectively, by just casually throwing out examples, named all of them, which are oh, that's perfect. Every single one of them. Okay, so number one for me has to be Alakazam. <laughs> and that was just you just threw that name out there as like an example that wasn't even like a specific yeah. to anything relevant to what you were talking about like that alakazam had to be your example you just picked one yeah alakazam is by far my favorite i've always loved um playing him in a lot of the older games he was he's, he's I, a strong he's mind. so good he's very good mm -hmm. so good alakazam love that umbreon is my favorite of the uh the span of all of the, the evolutions. evolutions of the evolutions i love umbreon and jolteon makes sense because i yeah, like the, yeah. the, the lightning type electric types um kangas khan is in there for me as well and screw you guys i like beedrill okay hey i Beedrill, like beedrill but he's bad beedrill, <laughs> he, he very well may be, may be bad but beedrill is up there but i am going to also pick one um there is a there is a uh, generation two Pokemon. Thank you very much. That I do like. I know that Umbreon is Ginger Gen Gen two, but uh, Girafferig. Yes, oh. dude. Girafferig that's that's a that's a good pick, man. Respect is 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 an awesome awesome and from a style perspective, yes. from a gameplay perspective, from a move set perspective. Love that. Girafferig has all the style points. I'm with you. He, it, yeah, Girafferig is is uh, is a teammate. That, that's one that you carry through the whole game and you have no regrets. So, <laughs> all right, it, it's it's just cool, man. A, a psychic giraffe. What's not to love? Exactly. Girafferig was was a very competitive Pokemon at yeah. one time as well. Yeah. yeah. Joe. Yeah. It, so, well, Gen two. He was great. Yeah. yeah. So DBN, how about you? What's your favorite Pokemon? Well, my favorite Pokemon of all time has much more to do with the anime than it does to the gameplay, which is Bulbasaur. Um, so I'm going to kind of uh, just throw that out there. My favorite's Bulbasaur, but from like a game perspective, because like that's not always as interesting uh, to think about. Not that Bulbasaur and Venusaur is by, bad by any means. Specifically, Bulbasaur is my favorite because I actually don't love Venusaur that much. Um I just think he's kind of ugly. Like Bulbasaur and Ivysaur are dope, and Venusaur is kind of ugly. So okay, okay. I don't usually pick Bulbasaur in games because I don't, I don't want Venusaur. Want don't even want to evolve him. Right, right, and that feels weird. So, so I'm, I'm kind of like looking at other Pokemon that have been some of my favorites from playing the game. Um, one of my all-time favorites that I try to pick up in almost every run is Tentacruel. I love the combination of Water Poison. Um, and Tentacruel is dope. incredible. Early game with Tentacruel, you get like supersonic and do some really, you know, some confusion shenanigans, right? Um, you know, you, you get some good, uh, you get water pulse in the later gen so that you can do some damage and hit a confuse. Um, but then like you have the poison shenanigans. He's like decently bulky. 
Like I, I like Tintacruel a lot, and he's like he's two of my favorite types anyway. So uh, my, that's my go-to water Pokemon in almost every run that I do. Um, I I really like uh, <laughs> I really like Crobat again, another poison. But but like the Pokemon that I've discovered over the last couple years that I play in games and just have a ton of fun with. I've I've had success in a Nuzlocke. With them, I had a ton of success in two different type runs of, of sword. I played him in both because I did a bug run followed by a rock run, and it's your boy Shuckle. Oh, oh Shuckle. Shuckle. Yes, dude. Shuckle is a dope Pokemon, and let me tell you why. Granted, in Shuckle, competitive. Shuckle is the Jar Jar Binks of Pokemon. Shuckle is amazing. It, it, he's amazing when not in. Um, like a competitive format, like a PvP. But in PvE, Shuckle's defense and special defense are so through the roof, right? And people know this. But you can do some really dumb wall-like strats with him where he can learn Toxic uh, through breeding, uh, depending on if you're doing a type run, right? Um, he can do, like, some really cool things with, like, power uh, switch or power swap or something like that, which will, like... Uh, average his attack stat, which is criminally low, with theirs. Um, you can do some really crazy stuff with, like, you can set up Stealth Rock and other, like, traps and hazards. Like, he's such a cool Pokemon because he just won't die. You can give him Rocky Helmet so that when they hit him, like, potentially he can do that amount of damage back. You can put, like, uh, you can do traps if they if they... Put in a Pokemon, you can do like a sand uh, spin or whatever, so they can't switch. Like, well, not that the PC usually switches out, but like you can trap something in, um, and then like uh, start doing damage over time with him. And he's just—he's just the cancerous type of play that I love. And I just—I nice. just, I just love his unkillable shell, and he looks so derpy. So Shuckle is my boy. Uh, okay. We're Landing shuckle. on Shuckle. That's right. Certainly the hipster of Pokemon. Tentacruel, Crobat, Bulbasaur, Shuckle. Let's go. <laughs> uh, okay, so if I had to pick one, there's I mentioned a bunch that I love. Uh, I mean, Umbreon's really high up there is one of my favorite Very Pokemon. Cool. Yeah. Um. You know, Espeon. Honestly, I love mm -hmm. Espeon too. There's and cool. uh, Leafeon. I don't know. I and I don't love all the evolutions. If I had to pick one of the evolutions, actually, probably Leafeon. I actually really like Leafeon. Um, I just love, and honestly, it, it has a lot to do with the cool factor for me. If, you know, I, a, a close contender was Shinx, um, who I can't mm -hmm. remember what the full evolution of it is, uh, but that one's a Luxray, like Luxray is a very, very cool Pokemon as well. Uh, really enjoy that one. I always love having like one solid electric type on my team, mm -hmm. but honestly, this is kind of like, it's kind of not even cool, but my favorite Pokemon right now and has been for a while is Decidueye. Mm -hmm. Um, I just mm -hmm. really Respect. like Decidueye. Um, I, I think it's because there's a lot of ghost types that are just purely ghost type. And then there's a lot that blend into other types. But most of the times when they blend into other types, they blend into like poison or flying. They don't blend very often into the three main types, fire, mm -hmm. water, grass, right? In fact, I, there might be like one fire one now, yeah, which is like litwick. the Alolan form of... Oh, is that what? There's also well, there's the Marowak. alone form, Marowak's alone form, uh, 
And then I don't even know if there's a ghost water. Oh, no, the ghost water's the jellyfish, uh, which I have played with. Yeah, there's uh, also Corsola, the big... I think. Oh, no, maybe that's rock. And uh, there, Corsola has an alternate form as yeah, well. Corsola. Where she gets, like, eaten by something. Yeah. yeah, Corsola. So there is, like, a couple, but there's not one that has been, You're like, right. I I just think that Decidueye is so cool because it is a starter, um, and it it gets such cool moves. Like, yep. I think the unique moves to Decidueye are the coolest thing. The spirit shackle yep. is super cool. The theming around Decidueye is really cool, and especially because it becomes a ghost later. It doesn't start as ghost. I think it's something that makes me really like it. I just feel like I'm playing the Robin Hood of Pokemon the whole time, yeah. right? He's got the cloak. Yep. He's got the leaf sword. He's got the bow and arrow, like... All of those things are super cool. And so if I had to pick one, and this is one of the main reasons that Arceus is so appealing to me. Yeah. Because, of course, Decidueye is one of the starters. And it makes sense because it's well, like one of like, new... that's why it's boring. It's one of the absolute favorites. Well, right? there's a new form, a new final form. Instead of Decidueye, oh. it's a different version of Decidueye that's regionally based. Oh, do you I want did to, not know do, that. Do you want to know what its type is? What's its is? type? Yeah, I want to know what its type is. It evolves not into a grass ghost, but into a grass fighting. Uh, and it looks like a sort of like a wandering swordsman sort of thing, where it's almost got like one of those straw hats that's made out of its feathers and stuff. He looks like he a, turns into bear. Group. No, he looks like a, he looks like a <laughs> ronin. You know, sort of. That's cool. That's um, really I cool. think he's pretty cool. I, of the, I was, I'll be honest. I was a little disappointed by the his like Hisuian final forms. Uh, overall, I think his is one of the better ones. I, I think the the new Typhlosion form is stupid looking, but the the Samurott one looks about the same, like slightly different. This one is the most different looking, and you can argue whether it's it's as cool as the old Decidueye or not, but it at least has an identity. You know, like it's going for something. I think it's pretty it neat. Just, a lot of the starters after the first gen, I've never been super impressed with. There's a couple of standouts, don't get me wrong. Yep. But for the most part, you get in and you're like, I okay, so you're a turtle and you become a bigger green turtle. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, and I think that Decidueye really, uh, or you're a penguin and now you're a larger hey. blue uglier hey. penguin. You leave Piplup um, out of this. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I, but Piplup's like the like I'd rather be Piplup than the Emperor Penguin. Oh, than Napoleon. Napoleon's yeah, like, okay. I'd rather be Piplup. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Like he's one of the few outside of Gen ones. Yeah, like Charizard and Blastoise, not right. Venus or so much. That actually yeah. gets cooler as you evolve them. You true. want them to be evolved. That that's my um, big complaint with a lot of the newer starters is that they make they're too like humanized. Like like I didn't love um, Cinderace because of that. Like I didn't love. I definitely just a dude who plays soccer with ears. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a yeah. Same with the um, the um, water one from that gen from Gen Eight. Like I thought the water one from Gen Eight was stupid too. And like I think some of the Gen Seven ones that was that's that was Sun and Moon, right? Um, uh, no idea. Yeah, there, there's some. It doesn't matter. There, there's a lot of just not super. Like there's there there, a lot of the starters they've started making more and more human looking, and I I'm not about that. Like give me a Blastoise, give me a Charizard, Feraligator, dude. I loved Feraligator when I was a kid. Like I want them to like Pokemon. To me, they're monsters. They're pocket monsters. They're animals. Like keep keep them looking you know like creatures and not like weird you know, anthropomorphic things just don't make 
another jinx. Yeah, well, we all know that. Or, or, I couldn't believe, another... dude, I couldn't believe that they made a a, ver- a fancy version of Mr. Mime. Can we talk about how they, they were like, yeah, you know, let's make another Mr. Mime. Like, let's make an alternate form of one of, like, the stupidest characters we've ever made. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Yeah, 2D. Oh, is it this ice Galarin Mr. Mime? Yeah, like Mr. Icy... Rhyme. <laughs> Which, yeah, I Mr. mean, is Two... funny, but. Mr. 2D ball ball it, socket it's man stupid oh my god yeah he's just I have slightly to tell you more that, top heavy i have to tell you <laughs> the he's first a, time. he's a tap dancer mr rhyme is a tap dancer instead of a mime it's so dumb guys it's so dumb they're running out of ideas it's okay. no no see that's the thing like like if you look at some of the like the gen 8 like new pokemon they're really cool like uh like if you look up centiscorch it's a cent a fire centipede like it looks, that one is really it's cool. really cool. It's that's my favorite fire type is Centiscorch, right? Like there's some great and like the the Galarian Zigzagoon is my favorite normal type. He's normal and dark, and he looks so cool. Like there's some they've done a great job sometimes, but then they've just got these big misses. <laughs> and you're like, what were you thinking? You know what I said to my wife the first time that I saw Cent- I saw Decidueye come up because I hadn't seen him before until what? they put him in Pokemon Unite. I said it looks like under his hood because he he doesn't have his eyes wide open, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time, he's kind of got like a glare on his face, like he's almost like looking at you, like a little bit like shamefully, or like like he's like looking mm-hmm. down on you. Yep. I said he looks like he's got AirPods underneath of his hood, and he looks like he's on repeat That's listening to <laughs> Mayday Parade emo. or like <laughs> yeah, like Mayday Parade or or uh like uh, I don't know, uh, Escape the Fate or something like that. Yeah. Sad Al Pokemon. Sad for, Al for Pokemon. real. No, the the little just like just my chemical romance. Yeah, well, that's what the the middle evolution is. Dartrix, I think he just looks like a little emo owl. You don't understand his owl life. That's right. No. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this hour long episode of us talking about Pokemon. We are going to wrap it up. Uh, hopefully, next week we'll be back and talking about. LOR uh, if you're enjoying our LOR content right now hopefully you're enjoying the mulligan stuff as well Um, but we're also I mean I can say this about next week we will be one week closer to our big announcement Um, I will say that definitively about next week so we're getting there come back next week for sure yeah absolutely thanks for listening guys if you want to support what we're doing head on over to Patreon look for Legends Cast go to patreon.com slash Legends Cast you can find the link in the description of this episode thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Mulligan we really appreciate every one of you who listens and is there Uh, just remember we're in Discord you can always reach out to us we're here to support the community we appreciate you guys thanks so much for listening and be sure to come back again next week Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was brought to you by listeners like you. Don't forget to join our Discord community and support us by leaving us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. A special thanks goes out to all of our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash legendscast.